Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 178. This is going out February 22nd, 2021 for patrons, February 24th for everyone else. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven. It's filled with a PHNA, so you think it's Stefan, as most people who read that name I've ever met in my entire life do, but it's actually supposed to be Steven. Ask my dad about that one. Joining me this week, of course... The other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven, but we say Steve, and no one's ever been confused. Isn't that right, Steve? Yeah, what up? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty I've sure. never been confused. I've never been confused either, and <laughs> yeah. if anyone was going to be confused, it's the two of us. So Yeah, exactly. Especially. It's like a, who, a who's on first thing, but with Stevens. We Ooh, also had such like six great. Stevens join this week. I saw that. Let me, let me even go through just these today, here. Where, we today, had even someone... Steven. Even Steven, Steven, Steven. We, we, <laughs> and then uh, Amish changed their name to The Stevish, like Amish. Oh, we got some other Stevens in here. Anyway, there's a lot of Stevens in the, in the Discord now. Turns out, not a very original name, but that's okay. I forgive your father and mine. I, well, I didn't, I didn't name my kin. Steven, no, yeah, so. good. Yeah, we got to end the, end the cycle here, Steve. Do you think pe- are people naming their kids after themselves anymore? Like how you know, like I wouldn't name my kid Stephen Crane the second. No. Yeah, do that's, people do that. I don't. I hope not. I feel like the junior is crappy. Once you get third and fourth, then that's pretty sweet. But you know what mm. I mean? Like being mm. Stephen Crane Junior is lame. But then when that kid has Stephen Crane the third, I feel like that sounds better. That does sound cool. Yeah, it's like Game but of Thrones gotta, stuff. Yeah, but then you need to have a kid who you know has to take one for the team, basically, and have like the lamest part of the name. Hmm. Well, Steve, CanadianGameDevs.com. <laughs> there was no segue there. I'm sorry. It's supported <laughs> by our amazing patrons over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. You can back us there for Discord perks, two-day early access to the podcast, game giveaways, which are now in a big, beautiful spreadsheet organized by our main mm-hmm. man, Mr. Stephen Crane. Thank you, Steve, for putting that together. So now, if you become a patron, check out one game a month from that list. We'll give to you. These are games we've acquired from various charity bundles and humble bundles. and Some of them are Canadian, some of them aren't, but it's just something like we do for our patrons as a thank you. Uh, you also get discounts for Canadian gaming events. Uh, Shout-outs at the end of every episode. And then all of you helping us do what we do. I also want to say a huge thank you at the top of the show to Pixelnauts underscore Alex and Aaron McLeod for increasing their pledge. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. And shout out to our two new patrons, CG and Mao Solomon. Uh, one of these people is in our Discord as th- 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 oh no, Thanagor. There we go. <laughs> Trying to break into the animation uh, scene in uh, Toronto or anywhere else in Canada, really. So, if you are in animation, want to hop in our Discord and talk about that, that'd be cool. And at our top tier, Steve, we will plug anything you want on the show for as long as you're a top tier supporter, like our main man, Eric Beer, who you can see all of their work at thebotbook.com. And Steve, we had a meeting with him this week. Uh, they're looking for people to sponsor upcoming Game Slice 2021 happening in the fall. So you can reach out to Eric and see how to get involved in that, which will be a digital event this year. They're still working it out, but you can um, sponsor at different tiers to get your name on all the all the stuff going on there. I had a friend, you know, Nick, we played Apex together. He went to Game Slice last year and he nice. he said it was awesome. So There's a, a bit of a scoop right now. Scoop? The That one game dev, Ram, Remy... Ismail, mm-hmm. whatever. He's back on Twitter. 
Oh. And he, it looks like he posted like a public, like an apology, basically. Huh. Oh yeah, um, there he is. Hey, he still follows me. Thanks, Rami. But uh, one of one, he released a game on Vita that has uh, two trophies that are glitched out. So, forever, forever shame. <laughs> but anyways, you can read. You can read. Uh, it's a six-minute read on Medium. I'll, I'll give that a read after this. We did talk about that a bit on uh, Discord this week. Well, Maybe it was we... related to the the six days of Fluja then. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, Which, uh, yeah, it's a it's a thing. But Scoop. Anyway, Check that out. Uh, plug for some indigenous supports at the top. You should, if you are as upset about all the indigenous people across this great land being brutally fucked over by white people and the government and just garbage, you should check out ways you can put your money where your mouth is. Land back lane in Ontario, gearing up for a big winter push to stop, um, building shit on the land that we said they could have, but we insist on building shit on, I don't know, the Watsutin of VC fighting against the pipeline and the RCMP snipers that get deployed against them, even though they don't have any guns, but whatever. And the Micmac out here in Nova Scotia getting ready for another lobster season next year. And are currently, uh, two men have been tried or are charged, um, with burning all oh. that shit down. Charged? Ah. Charged is when like they, they got him, Right. And now they're going to yeah. go before a jury of their peers or whatever. Yeah, like he, they're charged with whatever, but they're not guilty or in, like they're innocent still, technically. The police are like, we think these people did it, and we're going to try and prove it in court. Yeah, exactly. You're charged with that. So they will hopefully face justice for that, or I guess just hopefully justice is served or whatever. Um, I saw the video, Steve. They torched it. Anyway, you can also check out Watch Night of the Indigenous Devs up now on YouTube if you want to support Indigenous movements through their art. Which is a good way to do it, Steve. Mm-hmm. All right, I got some jobs to plug at the top of the show. I am finding this week a paperwork sound effect that I'm going to play at the end of this. So, Ooh. three, two, one. Sego Mini is looking for a data engineer, Unity game developer, and talent acquisition manager in Toronto. Pop Reach in Vancouver oh, is looking. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. But there was an update to the Sego Mini one. Oh, who are they? Are they looking for more or less? Uh, more. They are looking. It's um. An internship, which is great because Big. I get we get emails all the time Looking and for messages. Your... Just mm-hmm. be like, I don't know shit yet. Where where can I intern? Like, eh. <laughs> That's how I got uh, started. There you go. So they're looking for a Unity game developer in, uh, intern and a Unity technical animator. These are four-month paid internships. I know that's another thing. Uh, is there Key. unpaid internships Yes, now? they're still unpaid internships. So. Um, so this this one is paid. Good. Uh, so you can check the – I updated the posting. So Good work, Sago. If you're a junior, very junior, pre-junior, you want some good four months of uh, of learning some dope shit, you can uh, apply there on the website canadiangames.com. So slash jobs, slash jobs. Yeah. Pop reach. Looking for a lead game programmer, senior game designer, user acquisition manager, and product manager out of the Vancouver studio. Sleeping Giant Interactive, also in Toronto, is looking for a character animator rigger. And Stitch Media, also in Toronto. Looking for a Unity game developer. You should check out all these jobs on the site, CanadianDevs.com slash jobs. We post them in the Discord, post them on Twitter. Two events to plug for you, Steve. The iPrenticeship is kicking up this week. This is a career fair for emerging black professionals and students put on by Interactive Ontario. It's happening February 25th to 26th. So if you are, consider yourself or want to be an emerging black game professional or student, you should check out that opportunity. They're calling it an iPrenticeship because it's like digital apprenticeship i guess uh and dames making games toronto is having their annual general meeting at the end of the week go be a member 
go check it out paper shuffle sound effect you got one more event i got two more events oh two more i'm, I'm slacking today there is uh no it's i because we got the are you on this email it might just be me it's just me so it's actually my secret oh um, secret but event not, but not really secret <laughs> it's a valorant competition from red bull okay uh valorant is which one's valorant the riot games valorant? hero shooter no mm. not hero shooter yeah Wait, it's the one that's like CSGO, but with heroes with powers. I see. It's not just... Okay, yeah. So the call for entries for Red Bull Campus Clutch, the biggest global Valorant post-secondary tournament, is officially open with three qualifiers. Open to all Canadian students, taking place hey. on March 27th, April 10th, and April 24th. The competition challenges students, gamers of all levels across the nation, team up and compete on the world stage to create history for the university, their province, and their country. To enter their exciting global event, students must rally their team of five and register to complete across three phases, qualifiers, national finals, and world finals. See, I've never played this game. In fact, I didn't even know this game. We should get three people and, and enter. <laughs> we need students, Steve. We're not students. Well, you're, you're a new you're a new student of the Unity. I'm, a, I'm an unofficial student. Yes. I still have my student card I use to get groceries cheaper. Oh, they, oh really? Does it still work? Yes. If you're listening Ooh. and you work at the Sobeys on Fenwick <laughs> Street, please don't snitch. <laughs> snitches, snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. Uh, um, what's the second event? Fiverr's 2021. It's a VR thing. It's not all. Oh, game I remember dev this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not all game stuff, but it's a VR thing. So it's going to be on the website. There's. Uh, looks like there's two ticket types: 360 theater pass. It's 25 bucks, and all access pass 42 bucks. Uh, and you know, if you just go, what's the website? I'm guessing it's like fivers.com. Let's, oh, vrscout.com slash news had, had it. Is there, what's the official website? Let me just see if I can find, I can't find the official website. It'll be on the site though. Gotcha. <laughs> That's it for the news and events. Canadiangames.com slash jobs. Canadiangames.com slash events, respectively. Shuffle some paperwork. Now, Steve, let's move on <laughs> to the news. I got some news stories for you this week. Some some ports, some... I'm making a timestamp here. Some new announcements. First up, Rogue Legacy 2 from Toronto-based Salvador Games is getting its second early access update. It's out now on Steam. The update is the Arcane Hollows. Quote, With the Arcane Hollows, our second major update, we have officially surpassed Rogue Legacy 1 in terms of raw content, excluding New Game Plus. In nearly all aspects, we have either met or exceeded what was found in the original, and there's at least two more content patches planned. We have more biomes, more bosses, and more everything still in the pipeline, and we hope you stick around to see what's in store for the future. And they have a great uh, breakdown of... uh, everything they've added compared against rogue legacy one in terms of like weapons, spells, relics, enemies, etc. Yeah, there were, <laughs> these patch notes are fucking huge. <laughs> there were 69 enemies in rogue legacy one. Nice. Oh, there you go. Um, I played some of this on the stream, loved it and barely remember it. Cause I was so tired. I was going to say, did you play more of it since when, cause you played it like five in the morning. Yes. I fell asleep. That's not an indictment of the game. That's an indictment of me staying up for 20 hours. Um, but <laughs> I, of what I played and remember playing, I really liked it. And it's Rogue Legacy. You know, if you liked Rogue Legacy, you like Rogue Legacy too, I think it's fair to say. Now, I remember the last time they updated, they have this big sort of image. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the image yes. for like the first DLC, like, matched up with the the yes. launch image and stuff like that and we were like oh the second 
Yeah, but I can't find it though. I can't find that either. There was like space for more. Yeah. Huh. When I go to the roadmap, it doesn't have that art anymore. Where was that art? Is it on their Steam page? Let me go. I don't know. I'm looking on the Steam page. I'm on their Steam page too. It was it was really pretty. I was like, oh, they're gonna do something cool with this. I think because it's just like screenshots and stuff. Huh. Interesting. Well, it's not. I'm not seeing it, which is a bummer. Because now that you brought it up, I I was hoping to see that. What, what do they call that? A mural fill out over time. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Anywho, so how much is Rogue Legacy Two? Let's take a gander. It's a ten percent off right now until February twenty fifth. Twenty dollars fifty cents Canadian. Check it out. Steal. Steve, this one we've had trouble confirming, like officially, officially, but two verified accounts uh, are reporting that Cuphead is coming to Fall Guys. Cuphead, of course, developed by Toronto and Oakville based studio MDHR. Uh, they also have developers in Saskatchewan. And yeah, the skins look great. I haven't played Cuphead since season one ended, which is sad. I missed like all of season two. But, you know, I'd hop in for the weekend and grab these Cuphead and Mugman mugs. Cup, Cuphead and Mugman skins, because they look sick. Uh, for s- sources for this, I'm looking at Big Cheese Kit, a verified streamer, and uh, there's another one I saw that I linked Steve. But oh, uh, Zach Scott, another verified. They don't say what they are in their bio, uh, but they like thanked Evolver for the code to let them play early. So it looks like it's coming in the future, February 24th to 26th, which <laughs> is next weekend, and a a moat. I wonder what the emote's going to be. Maybe they'll do like the grin. I don't know. Or maybe like a like shooting like a kind of finger guns or something. Yes, let's do some finger guns. These skins look great, Steve. I'm very excited about these actually. Number two. Huh. We should play Fall Guys. Yeah, I haven't played it. I haven't played it since the very first or second day of season two, just to huh. check it out. And I was like, oh, there's only like three maps. I didn't play any of them in like an hour. So then I just bounced. But now it's like they're on season three point five, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what will be in see what's what's in season three point five? A brand new level, forty new variations on the existing levels. Hmm. Fall feed, I don't even know what that is. New DLC pack, Godzilla, Sonic, and Goose game costumes available in regular store. I remember that because they had the Sonic costume, but it was ten crowns, and I was hmm. like, "Fucking, I don't have ten crowns, guys." So, <laughs> um, so now I can get it with uh, kudos. So maybe I'll maybe I'll redownload, take another run at that inflatable, inflatable, infallible. Thing infallible i was like trophy. what is it that trophy gets brought up in so many other trophy lists now like <laughs> what was the game i was there was another game i was looking at i think it was destruction all-stars and it was a discussion and there was actually like a post i was just like thank god there isn't like a win five in a row type of trophy or whatever it's like riddled the waves of the trophy community hunting community i'm sure i'm sure a big game like that contentious to say the least it's fucking nerds all right, Steve, speaking of fucking nerds, Marvel's Play Avengers, partly developed by Square Enix Montreal, yeah. is bringing their first <laughs> hero <laughs> post-launch. Is this the first second. hero, second, second hero second. post-launch? Who's uh, the first, the first one? one was Kate Bishop. Who's that? Um, in the MCU, it's like, it's Hawkeye's daughter, so it's another, like, arrow wait, person. Wait, wait. So they launched with, the first character was Hawkeye's daughter. Now it's Hawkeye? So, Okay. Let's let's back up for okay. So there's like there's six OG people, right? It's basically the Avengers as we know it. Yeah. And and Miss Marvel. Yeah. And then they announced uh Kate Bishop would be first. And yeah, I think in the in the MCU it's it's basically they're lining up to be his one of his daughters. 
but I think in the comic books, it's more of like a Batman and Robin situation uh-huh. um, where it's like an adopted daughter sort of thing. Okay. And she is, yeah, she's a bow and arrow person. I didn't play it. I didn't play as her. I was waiting for like the PS5 legit patch, which is part of this update. Oh, really? Hawkeye. And they, and they had this in Endgame. Hawkeye at one point had like a, this Ronin person who he still shot bow and arrow, but he had more, a lot more melee stuff with the sword and, and things. And I think they're kind of playing that into this a little bit more because I watched the the little war t- table thing they did, and mm-hmm. he's definitely like a stronger melee character it seems than than range. Okay. So while similar, not exactly. Not it's not like it doesn't appear to be just like a reskin, and like, okay, and whatever. So, it's still quite but it is funny weird. to someone who doesn't follow it. For sure, it's very strange because like, Cape Bishop was delayed too. So I think I, I feel like they're there was supposed to be and like they even had a trailer they had like a war table thing like shortly after um uh who's black panther in the movies chadwick chadwick postman uh they had a thing like the week after he died and so they they showed the black panther thing and they're just like at the last minute we had to change this due to like you know these situations wakanda forever or whatever so i feel Mm -hmm. like maybe he was supposed to be kind of in the middle Mm-hmm. Um, and broke it up, but then they kind of like had to like adjust things. Spider Man's also still coming, so mm-hmm. it was kind. Of, it is weird to have like two Archer characters back to back, but I'm excited to dive back into this, especially with the PS5 update. So, what does that entail? Uh, just faster loading times, and and uh, you know, I don't even care about the like better uh like um graphics and stuff because I'm playing on my old like 1080p, like it's like a 12 year old TV. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mom's basement, so I don't even care about the better graphics or anything. Now all I care about is resolution. Sorry, all I care about is frame rate and like load times. And mm-hmm. I think like both of those cases, because sometimes Avengers would take like legit four or five minutes to load into a map. Oof. Uh, yeah, it was, it was big oof. Um, and apparently on the PS5, like just the bait, like just the playing the PS4 version on the PS5, like it's much better. And then this will like basically there was a little um little like chart that showed what was kind of in the ps4 version on ps5 and then the legit ps5 version and like the resolution stuff like that mm-hmm. and one of the like there was two check boxes and one was like faster load times and ps4 was checked on and then like significantly faster load times <laughs> and ps5 was checked on oh <laughs> uh, yikes yeah you gotta spin so, it somehow steve <laughs> yeah exactly it's like well we gotta tell them somehow that <laughs> things are better so Ooh-hoo. But uh, I'm All excited. So, so when's this? March 18th. So March 18th, I'm, I'll jump back in. No, they didn't do new trophies for Kate Bishop either. So that's a little disappointing as well. Steve. Yep. These next three are for you. Ooh. Undermine. I, I, I argued that the last one was for me too. So this is okay, like good. the Steve Crane episode. <laughs> the Steve Crane episode. Four. No, three games come to P- PS consoles. Steve, first up, Undermine. Yeah. Doing the tease. They post that GIF. That's all they give. They take the PlayStation logo, put it on the, the Thanos gauntlet, along with Switch, Steam, and Xbox, and then the the Pixel guy opens his mouth. It's a good GIF. You did a yeah. good GIF on your mind. I like it. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, it's, it makes sense. Steve's going to get some trophies in this, I'm sure. It makes sense. That's coming to PlayStation. Um, it's a good game. And I haven't played on Switch. We, they gave us codes. I feel bad. I always feel bad when they give us codes and we don't play, so... Undermine co-developed by a Vancouver-based developer. It's a team of two, one in Vancouver, one in Seattle. Uh, came out last year on Game Pass, Switch, and Steam, and this year on no, this year on Switch and 
PlayStation last year, Game Pass and Steam. And yeah, check it out. Get some trophies, Steve. Yeah. It's sweet. Game Pass. Uh, and Game Pass. I mean, it's still on Game Pass too. So like if you really if you want to play it, that's the way to play it. But I'm excited. Mad Devils, Steve. You might not know about this one. It's being developed by Itzy Interactive, which I believe is in Alberta. Alberta. Where is Itzy Interactive? I found it. It's in Edmonton, Alberta. Okay, that's why I hesitate with the category. But I was right about Alberta, so I'll count that as a 50%. Mad Devil, Steve. Looks rad. Um, It reminds me a lot of... I don't know if this is a good comparison, but like those house mark games where like it's super zoomed out perspective. Uh, you got your health bar, you got your abilities and you're just kind of like mowing through enemies. The premise mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. those you don't know, a team of elite GIs sent on a mission to a stop the maniacal major Strauss and foils plans to summon an army of demons to turn the tide of world war two against the allies. So it's essentially like what if doom was done by the Nazis instead of a company, you know, <laughs> Uh, which, so, I, which I dig. That's such a cool. Yo, it's I, such a cool idea. Yeah, I like that premise a lot. I'm I'm excited for this, and I think it has because they and the bring news up though, that, Steve. The news oh, though sorry. is that it was originally confirmed for Steam, but is now coming to PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. Xbox One, and Series XS this summer. No news about PS Five. Oh, so, sorry about that. But I assume if you get it working on PS Four, it usually works on the PS Five. But this one won't be like a PS Five version of it. Yeah. Are you going to play this with me? I would love to play this. Is it multiplayer? I'm looking at the key features. Yeah, influenced right by classics such as Helldivers and Loaded, Mad Devils is playable oh, solo no. with an AR partner or co-op online or local. Helldivers is a fucking bitch co-op because you can kill each other so hard. I played so much of... Um, maybe Housemark wasn't the good comparison then, but I played so much of like Dead Nation and Alienation with, with friends. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the vibe. Am I, am I on the money here with that? Do you, do you get that? I vibe? Think so. yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I hell divers is similar to that. It's just the difference is that you, you had to be careful. You couldn't, you, you'd fuck up if you could like kill your, like if you shot your dudes, like your own people, like they would die. If you summoned in, uh, did you play hell divers or I dabbled, but I don't remember yeah. anything like you could bring it. You can summon or whatever, like airdrops and and things and it would land it could kill you and and stuff like that so it was more i don't want to say hardcore that's kind of a silly term but it's just like it was just harder like they just put in these kind of like more like limitations and stuff like that whereas dead nation is like was really fun actually i fucking love dead nation me too um it had the like global counter and stuff too i thought that was so cool Mm -hmm. um but it's yeah it's a twin stick kind of shooter but not like a ship you're like a person so but I'm enjoy we should play together play with we you. should play. i will if it's cross play i'd love to play it on pc with you and if it's not i'll play on ps4 with you their story is written by dr greg buchanan whose credits include no man's sky atlas rises which was like the heavily praised like vr expansion i think uh mm. paper brexit and metro exodus which i did not enjoy mechanically but i did enjoy the story so that's enticing as someone who enjoys a good story use upgradable demonic powers and world war ii inspired weaponry as you wage war against the nazi excellent very excited it's about that. that good work you see <laughs> all the luck and we would love to check it out too is it do they sorry did they give a a date or just sort uh, of... march it's leaving early access on steam and then uh they say in the summer right now mm. Mm. how much is it on early how much oh, sorry it's leaving early access 
I believe so, if I read the email right, but I will double check on Steam. It's, oh no, it wasn't on Early Access. It, it had a demo, that's what I must be thinking about. Planned yeah, release yeah. date Q2, but they said in this email I got that it's uh, uh, coming, yes, uh, with a March launch window. So the month of March, I believe, is the launch window. Uh, I see. It's okay. on my. It's on the wish list too. Did we do it? Oh, we did it. We did. Don't worry, Steve. I've been looking oh, at this okay. game because I'm interested. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right, Steve. Chicory, a colorful tale. The second Ooh. game I ever backed on Kickstarter. Uh, oh. The second game from Vancouver-based developer Greg Labanov and Co. Uh, with audio by another Vancouver team, Michelle in the Pit, who did so many delightful indies. But my favorite would be Night in the Woods, which just had an amazing sound. Chicory. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 this year, Steve. And you know what else? They sent that email, like, what platform do you want it on? I'm going to get that on PS5, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm very excited about Chicory. Uh, there's uh, a great demo I got to check out um, at, I don't know, a convention when those were still on. But they also have one that was part of the game festival. I don't know if it's the same one or not, but... Uh, yeah, quote, the game will still be coming to PC and Mac as we originally promised, but this partnership has enabled us to make that version even better with localization, not to mention marketing support. Meanwhile, the PS5 version will take advantage of all the new features it can, and we're excited about the special controller rumble and their game help system that we will use to supplement the game's built-in hints. We're excited to be in a lineup among other excellent high-quality game experiences that Sony's gotten together for their new console, and we're excited to be on the brand new platform that didn't even exist when we first announced the Kickstarter. <laughs> and we're excited for all the future things this will make possible. When um, did they give a release date or did you say it? Or uh, it? This year in all caps. This year. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what was the first game that you ever kickstarted? Uh, Knights and Bikes by Foam Sword Games. It's a former Media Molecule and Ratchet and Clank developer. Did a delightful, beautiful, heartfelt co-op uh oh, game right, yeah. about two girls who live on this island that was had a tourism industry that kind of left and now they kind of just like hang out with their imaginations and do fun things on their bikes yeah fair good game. It's, but not canadian though no it's not it's uh yeah, it's uk fun, and uh, us i think uh, two countries i despise so i will say though yeah same <laughs> but <laughs> moo you one of the developers, I think the one who left Media Molecule in my first year of university, I had to interview someone for a project and I they had DMs open on Twitter and they talked to me for like a while and that was lovely. So they're great. Nice. Chicory. Nice. Very excited about this one, Steve. Me too. Uh, yeah, this that's, year. Uh, that's sick. I, lo- I always love super colorful games. And I mean, this that that is like this game. It's literally in the fucking title. So I'm... I'm I'm pretty excited for this, and you you showed the I think we did this wish list as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, this uh, has been a wish list. We also covered it when they announced Finji would be publishing, uh, mm. which makes sense. They're in the same circles. Um, Finji published Night in the Woods as well, so that makes sense too. Yes. Last game on the news this week is Lemon Cake from the delightful uh, Eloise in Montreal. Lemon Cake is out now on Steam. Uh, we have acquired a copy of lemon cake that I want to stream. Cause I'm very excited about this game. It was announced in the wholesome direct last year, uh, which was such a delightful trailer. There's basically three parts to this little bakery you're running. You actually grow the food, you, you bake and assemble, and then you like serve it like diner dash style. 
Um, and those are all things that I just want to do, you know? Yeah. In uh, real life. So, I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, yeah. Repair your bakery with the help of a friendly ghost. <laughs> While the bakery might initially be broken down, overgrown, and even dot 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 haunted, don't worry. You'll be able to repair, furnish, and decorate every room in the bakery as you unlock these upgrades. New features will become available to make it easier for you to run it. That's great. I didn't know there was a oh. ghost. I'm even more excited now. Oh, you know what? There is... Um... Yeah, I'm excited for this one, too. I, I do want to mention, because we spoke about a VR game last week. Mm-hmm. On wishlist things, I'm just trying to look up the name and just stretch this out a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? The they, because we, oh, Paper the, Jam by T Monster Games in Ottawa. Yeah, and then they were because we were on the podcast. We were like, oh, I wonder if it's coming to PlayStation, and, and we were kind of thought like probably not because they they hadn't done a PlayStation yet. And they reached mm-hmm. out to us on Twitter, and I always like to kind of just mention, like, bring that up mm-hmm. whenever they whenever devs kind of reach out. Just, I'm just uh, amazed anyone listens to this podcast every time someone talks about it. So thank yeah, you, I, Monster I'm Games. I'm surprised it's not just us every time. But. Honestly, I would hang out and talk to you about this kind of stuff anyway. So that works. But it's nice that people listen. Thank you, person hearing this right now, as Steve scrambles to find this tweet from Team Monster Games in Ottawa, Ontario, about Paper Jam. Thanks so VR. much for featuring our VR game, Paper Jam. We're trying to get it all finished and polished. And this was exactly the kind of morale boost we needed Aww. today, which was nice. Um, where man, I I can't find it. Am I crazy? I, no, I, I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. But um, uh, yeah. Oh wait, there we go. Thank you, for, thank you, thank you, thank you for featuring Paper Jam, chatting about it, and wishlisting. That's amazing. So wishlist on uh, Steam. That's big smile on my face today. This is one of the devs. Sadly, I don't have a PSVR dev setup on the budget to do that yet. But who knows if I raise the funds, it could go on there one day. So did want to just kind of confirm you know, that it's not on PSVR, which is fine, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still coming to all the other ones and it looks pretty sweet. So it does. look uh, cool. I just want, I always, you know, whenever we kind of ask questions about games and stuff like that, and we're like, Oh, I don't know, maybe. And they, and then they reach out to us. I always like to make sure settle the, settle the record. What's, mm-hmm. what's that saying? Something uh, about the record, write the record, uh, mm-hmm. confirm there. something record. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Steve. Anyways, it's time for Wishlist This. Every week on the show, I pick three upcoming Canadian-made games that Steven has to add to it. Oh, no, you're Steve. Oh, my God, I messed it up. Anyway, oh, that Steve has to add shit. to his Wishlist. No, actually, I could have played that off because I do also add it to my Wishlist. You added, yeah, yeah don't you? That Steven and Steve add to their Wishlist uh, right now. Steve, I have a Montreal trio for you this week. First up, oh. Galactic Thunderdome by uh, Pansimula in Montreal. It's releasing soon. Quote, Galactic Thunderdome is a 2D sci-fi platformer brawler with a focus on physics-based mayhem. Best your friends with a vast vast array of weapons and gadgets in a world rich with emergent gameplay, explosive antics, and bloody remains. This looks like a lot of those, um, not looks visually, but kind of feels like a lot of those early Flash games where it was like kind kind of chunky effects when you die that just kind of like rolled around on the floor and uh yeah you're kind of like moving around this 2d space sort of like almost jousting and shooting at each other trying to like kill the other person i dig yeah. it yeah and then when you die it's like a bunch of guts that go everywhere yeah and uh, uh, they actually like stay on the map too like all the blood and stuff like yeah if you check out, if you check out some of the like, things like me boy yeah 
Um, yeah, and it's like kind of kooky 2D physics or mm-hmm. whatever. Because it's like coming up as like similar to Lovers in Dangerous Space Time, which I think is more of the, that's like a 2D physics kind of fun time. Um, this looks pretty, this looks actually really sweet. I'm just uh, watching the trailer. It's got, well. it's got split screen LAN. Uh, and it'll support the remote play together feature, which means if you and a friend both own this game, you can play it with them, which is something I've done for a couple games. It's, it's like a steam issue. That's kind of like, I've never had it consistently work really well. And a bunch of my friends haven't either, but when you do get it to work, it's great. And it's a way to like do co-op with somebody and without having to do online servers and everything, which is why a lot of games do it. Um, it looks rad. Oh, it says, uh, it says up to eight players. There we go. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, it's awesome. There's a screenshot of like all the weapons too, and there's quite a bit of them, which uh, it's pretty sweet. One of them looks like a like a futuristic tennis racket as well. <laughs> so, so I'm liking this. I, I kind of like because of that and the characters and stuff. I'm getting a little bit of Worms vibe just in the sort of like humor of it. You know mm, what I mean? Goofy weapons. Yeah, goofy 2D, weapons, goof- competitive, physics. yeah, exactly, physics based. Exactly. I'm getting everything you're putting down. <laughs> Additionally, we can offer you excessive cartoon gore, chaos, <laughs> emergent gameplay, a nearly unlimited skill ceiling, tears of joy and anguish, features that used to be bugs. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Steve, I gotta ask: Is Galactic Thunderdome from Pan Simula Games in Montreal on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. And it's coming soon. So. Coming soon. Next game today on wish list this. Steve. I had to get back to my document. Time Bandit by Joel Jordan in Montreal. Releasing 2021, you can wish list it on Steam. Quote, a game that takes time. A dark life sim that unfolds slowly in real time. Solve puzzles and pull off stealthy heists to steal back from the evil corporation that is trying to take over control of time and make you work for them forever a story of life death fear and revolution told through low poly cutscenes. how much do you love that premise that's terrifying steve that's just that's just <laughs> that's just how it how it be now it's yeah pretty. i mean that's just real life really it's i don't understand the sci-fi-ness of it, it seems like it's just what i've been doing the last 10 years um <laughs> Now this looks really sweet. I'm getting the vibe of of like the kind of the puzzle, the old pu- like computer puzzle games I used to play back when, uh, you know, you were fucking three years old and I mm-hmm. was in high school. Because um, it's got that low poly look to it as well, like an old PS one game or whatever, mm-hmm. an old PC game. So I'm dun, that dun, too. Dun, dun, <laughs> uh, it's got gifts too. I'm liking it. I also like it. So this seems to be a mixture of you're doing some puzzles like block pushing puzzles, stealth sections where security cameras trying to find you You can go prone, crawl around the camera will like pivot to like directly above you. So it's aerial and then go to like sideways kind of actually like metal gear. Um, there's cutscenes with like characters talking to each other. Uh, it does have also like that, like someone calling you in. There's like a face. Yeah. The metal gear solid, right? I'm getting a lot of metal gear vibes, Steve. Yeah, that's fair. A story of political intrigue, the first part of a story about first the first part of a story about life, death, fear, and revolution is sci-fi capitalist post-apocalyptic huh. apocalypse told through low poly cutscenes and radio conversations inspired by early cinematic games. Yeah, that's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go Metal Gear on that one, yeah. Yeah, very Metal Gear. 
I got to ask Steve, is Time Bandit from Joel Jordan in Montreal on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today for Wish. I love the name, by the way. Time, Time Bandit. Bandit's good a great name, name for a game. It's good. Yeah, good name. Good name. You know what's also a good name? King of the Hat, Steve. We've talked about this a bit on the show. It was originally launched on Discord Store oh, uh, several right. years ago, but I'm pulling it. I'm, pu- I'm pulling an audible here. Steven gets to do this because it's because it's the segment I put together. It's coming to Steam, so there's now a <laughs> Steam wish list option. Uh, this is by Business Corp Incorporated, great name for a company as well, in Montreal. Quote. King of the Hat is a chunky party game where you play as pixelated characters who throw hats at each other, jump on your friend's hats to win, and protect yours at all costs. I played this game at EGLX in 2018 or Canadian Game Expo, one of those ones in that year, and I loved it. Uh, I played as the um, dishwasher or laundry machine, which mm-hmm. is the heaviest, but you drop fastest. So the premise is you're trying to land on the, the opponent's head to like crush their hat. If you crush their hat, you win. Um, I think you can also knock their hat off. It's been a while since I played it, but it's, it is a really great party game to play with your friends. Um, and now is getting onto new platforms, which is really exciting. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's actually on coming to switch as well. Really? There's a switch page. I can't wish list it or whatever on switch, which is interesting because you, you can on the, you can. you can on the browser usually. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it though. Huh? It just says available TBD or whatever. Um, but what yeah, it looks pretty cool. I, I forget does does Discord not do games anymore? Can you not does it not have a store? No, they got out of it. I think uh, I don't I'm know sure. about your existing libraries or whatever. But yeah, they. I think when did they do it? Talk, talk to me about this page. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I love the colors. I love the style of it. I'm getting like you know, it's looking like the 16 bit era. Some of these platforms and stuff like you basically see like the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, like uh, checkerboard. Um, style on some of them and i think it's the type of, does it have online i think that'd be Ooh, online pvp split screen pvp oh, online P- yeah there you go yeah, good shit good, good shit. shit this is so. great uh also if you're curious the discord store shut down on october 15th 2019 yeah because there was a couple there was the last last year yes or, yeah they were on discord game. Um, now on Steam, doing a lot better with a permanent price drop of five dollars. So good for oh, them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good shit. Um, this was also a Ubisoft indie series uh, thingy too. So we had a couple of people in our Discord who got nominated for that this year. Oh yeah, that's right. That's exciting. Good for them. Um, but I got to ask Steve before we get away from that: Is King of the Hat from Business Corp Incorporated on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That is it for wish list this this week. If you want to get your game on the show, we want to talk about a game. We want to wish list your game. Steve's wish list is always thirsty for new Canadian content. <laughs> so get it to us at Canada Game Devs. Jump in our Discord. I pull stuff from there and Twitter. And I'm getting to the bottom of my barrel, so I will be putting out a tweet uh, asking um, for people to send me their stuff. And you should go follow us there for when that tweet comes out. Steve, we usually talk about things we talked about on Discord here. We call it Discord Discussion because I like the alliteration. It wasn't a whole lot that really jumped out at us. We sort of scrolled through it right before we started recording. Um, there was the... Uh, the Nintendo the Nintendo Direct was this Nintendo week. Direct. Kind of underwhelming for me, at least. I don't know. Mario Golf is pretty sweet. I don't know how they didn't make a Mario Golf on Wii. Like, how, how do you not do that? <laughs> they, had, uh, they had the other golf games. 
Tiger Woods, I guess. I guess this is no. They had like a Wii Sports. Um, oh yeah, and did Resort have golf? They might have. I didn't play Resort actually. This uh, this golf game's not developed by Nintendo. It's one of their external studios. Oh, is it Mario Golf? Yeah, just like how um, the next level games in Vancouver does. The Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion, Mansion Retro does Donkey Kong and Metroid Prime Four. This in Super Mario Golf Rush is being developed by. Can you imagine if they're Canadian? Oh, Camelot! They aren't Canadian, are they? No, Camelot made. Um, I think. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! He's holding. Camelot is a Japanese video game developer established under Sega CD4. Um, yeah, man, Camelot. Oh, fuck yeah, Camelot made Shining Force on Sega Genesis, which is um, a very well-known kind of uh, RPG for them. But then they also made Golden Sun, which were fucking tight mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance uh, RPGs, like really, really good. Uh, and then I think there was a DS one, which I actually never got a chance to play. It came out during Steve's poor time, which uh, <laughs> you know is making a comeback. But <laughs> Mario Golf, like. I didn't play. I haven't. I haven't played Mario Golf since like N sixty four. But I always. Steve, I always loved I it. I pulled out the Mario Golf for N sixty four last year because when I set up, uh, I got a new TV last year and I, it came with this cord. And I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I pulled out my N sixty four and like it was like an adapter that goes to like a single. I don't know the name of the port on the back of the TV, like three to one. And then I like just turned the TV on and turned Mario Golf on and just played it for like two hours. It holds up, nice. Steve. Mario Golf yeah. holds up. And I'm gonna be honest, a lot of N sixty four games don't hold up. But as someone who played it a little bit when I had an N sixty four or when my aunt lived with us and had an N sixty four and hadn't played it since then, I don't have any of the nostalgia I do for like Mario sixty four. Playing Mario Golf very fairly fresh in 2020 held up, and nice. this was developed by Camelot as well as Mario Tennis Aces, which I also liked. That was 2018 on the Switch. Um, mm. Mario Golf World Tour on 3DS I played also really liked that one. So they have a couple winners in my books. So I'm pretty excited for Mario Golf Super Rush actually. Yeah, same. It's just like it was the only thing out of that direct that I was excited for. I was excited for Skyward Sword, um, and we talked about that on the on discord but mm-hmm. then like nintendo's kind of just being greedy with the pricing so it's just yeah like, yeah not yeah. surprised that Heather direct was, out was the other day very weeb focused i would say yeah and it was kind of like it wasn't very um they didn't really announce a lot of like switch only things like a lot of the things that kind of got announced then you know a follow-up tweet would show up and be like oh ninja garden a collection is also coming to PS4 and Secret uh, the the um, Sega Frontier, which actually is pretty sweet that they're porting that because that was a PlayStation uh, RPG that I never got a chance to play, but I had a friend who loved it, um, and so I'm actually kind of excited to maybe give that one a shot on PS4. Mm-hmm. But it all followed like tweets where it's just like, ah, oh, this is coming here too. So I don't know. I watched it and I was like, eh, that's that was really. the first direct since September, 2019. Like they'd done yeah. smash directs. They'd done like tune in for five minutes about paper Mario, but that was the first like Nintendo games to focus direct. They'd done in like 2019, 2020, almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. So anything else um, from discord jump out at you this week? 
No, I don't think so. I'm kind of getting a little bit more involved in the game dev channel, mm -hmm. like game dev general, game dev resources and stuff, because I'm trying to learn Unity. And, uh, you know, obviously you got a fucking steep hill. To you got to start somewhere, and, though. I started from the bottom, and I'm <laughs> still there. But, you know, in two years, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not. <laughs> um, so look forward to my game. In, I'm excited uh, for your game, Steve. 2023, I guess. I don't know. Q4 2023. I think I picked a pretty simple thing that I can I can churn out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, what, that's some of the advice. Uh, I got to get these interviews out, Steve, but one of the advice I keep getting from people is do small things really quickly. You have like 100 bad games in you before you get to your good game. <clears throat> yeah. So I know I have like bigger ideas. It's, it's always like you dream big, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then like then it's like that's like the meme where it's like how I imagine it'll look like, and then what it actually looks like. It's just <laughs> you versus it. the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I have like ideas of of things, and uh, you know, I, I'm pretty excited. I'm really, really you you spoiled it that I quit my job last week. I, I also didn't talk about that at the top of the show. I was like sitting there like, what do I call the episode? I was like, oh, Steve quit his job this week. That's a good one. But we don't actually mention that. No, I just because the I, episode. Because I technically still worked last week, so I didn't really want to say it just in case. You never know. Yeah. And then you then when you tweet or when you post the podcast, like Steve quit his job, and I was like, oh, I, I did. I got three days left. So <laughs> I butchered that. I butchered that. That's fine. I'm going to do a post and stuff and explain it, but basically. My three priorities in life are Sophia. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. literally just being a stay-at-home dad. People are like, where are you going? What job are you doing next? And I'm like, I'm going to my mom's. <laughs> I'm just going to be dad. <laughs> and then uh, focus on the site. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing the site for six years now. Steven's been part of it for a year Two and a half or this so. Year? Two years? Two this summer? <laughs> it's crazy. And, crazy. Um, and I never really had the opportunity to kind of just do it and, mm -hmm. and uh, not have like another job focus i did have that for a few months and then you know i could only be jobless for so long in toronto mm -hmm. but i could definitely be jobless in one sound way longer mm -hmm. um and then learn unity so those are like kind of the the three that's so three awesome because really when i was working i was in the toronto tech scene for so long and by the time i was just like fuck man i don't care about this and we talked about this and i was just like oh, i don't want to i'm having way more fun just trying to do unity tutorials and like hello world and unity than i have at my job for the last like six months so i was like this is a sign it's a sign and uh living with my mommy i'm in my basement right now the same place i played uh you know such classics as final fantasy 10 and and even like before that i was playing on the floor on the carpet and what and playing on the tv or whatever and heather was like why are you sitting on the floor because i was like this is how i used to play when like <laughs> consoles had like controllers with cords because i wasn't far enough that's awesome so I'm feeling pretty good about uh, things, but that, that's not, we didn't talk about the discord, but really I'm just kind of trying to be more involved with the unity scene. Do you know, and this is open question for anyone, if there's like unity meetups and sort of like, just like chats and presentations and stuff like that. Um, Cause you can games in Toronto used to have that. Steve, we covered the Dames making games, unity club first uh, week oh. every month. You can do that now. Yeah. All right, I'm next next week next n no next next week well uh, next week for people listening to this <laughs> actually i don't no, know if they've announced the next date uh, hold on no uni club was february 8th but they do them they'll probably announce it soon then but yeah it'll yeah. it'll be something like that 
And now you can Friends. start going to these events, Steve. Go to Game Audio Club and ask about Unity Audio stuff. No, nah, fuck Game Audio. No, they're fun. <laughs> Go to a... <laughs> I'm just playing. I know Go you're playing. Me. I know you're playing. Jake knows you're playing. <laughs> I always used to tease him that I would just listen to podcasts <laughs> while playing games. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's it for, I guess, our Discord discussion. Uh, why don't we wrap up by uh, telling me what you've been playing, Steve? I'm very interested to hear what you think of the medium. You were, you were singing its praises on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I feel bad. I feel like I always go first. Did you play anything this week, or are you just Mr. Sentience and Apex Legends right now? Yeah, I've been playing Apex like every other day with my friend, get a couple dailies and hop out, but yeah, man, it's just, <laughs> our game comes out Friday if people want to wishlist it. That's kind of what I'm doing, just fixing bugs, trying to get it. Steve, it's coming in hot. I say that a lot, but it is coming in hot. We have deadlines ex- we have to hit. We have obligations, so... It's just a it's just a resource thing, but um, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I, I last week you heard me stressing. I'm I've transitioned a little bit into cautiously optimistic because I, I saw a couple of people play the demo, and everyone keeps saying it's like Assassin's Creed multiplayer, and I love Assassin's Creed multiplayer, and I've also been staring at this game for like a year or more now, so I hate it, but the people keep saying that it make, keeps making me happy because I love Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Um, someone said it was like Assassin's Creed multiplayer meets Among Us, which I guess like the sci-fi setting, you're completing tasks. Um, I was like, sure, I get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've been, I've been playing my game like eight to 10 hours a day, like all our game, sorry, the team at Red Meat's been putting in a lot of hours getting ready for launch this Friday. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing that a lot <laughs> and some Apex. Yeah, I, oh. I, yeah, man, lean up to a launch. I mean, I, I don't know, but lean up to like the completion of projects is always like a stressful, busy, hectic time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'll, so w- when is it? Thursday is when it comes out? Thursday, the 25th. Thursday yes. is 25th. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll play it, man. Day one. Thanks. Yeah. I'll, I'll hop on with anyone who wants to play it with me because, uh, we should stream too. We should stream it. Yeah, we could play some multiplayer together. We streamed. We were on the front page of the Game Fest, which was fun. Had a couple hundred people watching. Yeah, um, nice. that was fun. But yeah, so nice. to answer your question, play a little bit. I play like a little bit of Apex, like before crawling into bed, <laughs> and then yeah. get up and work. But yes, talk to cool. me about the medium, Steve. Um, yeah. So I, I this was like a benefit of going into a game right when you where I knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. I just knew that it was a psychological horror thriller game. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if there was combat. I didn't even know really what kind of like camera it was or anything like that. I just knew, I just knew that and that they said they boasted the fact that like, this was the first Xbox series SX game only. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're saying like that was only possible because they would have this duality of like the spirit world and, and things. We kind of talked about that where it's like games had that in the past, but never at the same time you had to like kind of go to specific warp zones. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like you're literally like playing, like it'll split the screen in two and it'll show you like both this, the kind of, I forget what they actually call it, but the spirit world and then like the real world. Mm-hmm. And um, also not knowing anything about the game didn't like mentally prepare me because I started playing it. And I think I mentioned this where it's like the first like person you're talking to is your dead foster dad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as someone who has a dead dad, I never know how to say that. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and I actually even like 
feel like I had like a, a like a spiritual um, like conversation with him one time, and I can I won't go into details about that there, but like I feel like I did talk to him one time, mm-hmm. and so like the the start of this game, I was like not ready for that, and I was like, oh fuck, I can't can't mm-hmm. play it. So I finally got in the right mood to get past that. I even like went on Reddit to be like, oh, like is your dead dad like your mentor like? chilling with you the whole game or whatever is it just the small part it's, it's just a small part at the start basically the story is like you go um you get this phone call it's like creepy and and you're kind of taken to this uh this resort this post-world war ii resort um and there's rumors of like a massacre and stuff that happened there and and this woman's there to kind of solve this secret and it just kind of keeps diving in you meet some like spirits and, and things like that and it's a the camera is, you know, old school Resident Evil where it's like set in different positions. Sometimes it moves, but like it's not like you're kind of controlling it, which I love. I feel like I haven't played a new game that has that controller scheme in like such a long time because I think like that that controller or sorry that camera scheme has such like huge benefits when it comes to like placement of like in horror games. It's directed. Yeah, exactly. And I think that like really benefits that genre like super well. Mm-hmm. Um, so is you know, Medium, I, would you describe it as a horror game? Yeah, it is. Okay. There's not really, there's been a few jump scares, um, but certainly more on the psychological, like creepy sense. Mm, Cause this is the, the like, this is the Blair Witch studio. So I figured yeah. they have, they want to be in that space. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, they should, Konami should like give them the Silent Hill license right now. Mm. Um, they're dabbling. They're talking. Yeah. I mean, they would have big shoes to fill because everyone was like on PT's dick for so long. But mm-hmm. I think the studio could do that serious justice. Justice, And I'm not even a big fan of Silent Hill, but I think the studio could do pretty well. But it's pretty sweet. There's no combat. You are kind of going through this resort and just solving like puzzles. And sometimes you got to you know flip between the, the two worlds or whatever. And it's, it controls actually surprisingly well, despite the fact that your character is kind of duplicated. And there's like parts in the spirit world that are blocked off. And then, so you can't like enter it or whatever. And they have like some mechanics around that. And, you know, I, I bitched about death Star- uh, stranding last week um, because the story just like made no sense. Like <laughs> she's like, she explains things and it's just like, I feel like it's like writing one Oh one where it's just like some weird shit happens and she just like talks about it and she has like this inner monologue and it's like really well written and, and really, it, really good. Is it an inner monologue or is it like a Nathan Drake outer monologue? No inner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's no, there's no other real, I haven't met a single real person. Quote unquote. It's fun. All there's huh. like a spirit that kind of comes up and you like talk to them. Cause, and the rule, the rules of the world are just like really, really interesting. Like this game is, I'm just like really digging this game. The other thing that kind of happened again not knowing the story and i won't spoil it but just like it it i guess it like triggered me having like a dead father but then it it also has just recently triggered me being a father to Mm. to a girl Mm -hmm. so i'm just like oh man this game is like pulling on strings like it is really it's like it's 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 going for some gut punches it's affecting at least yeah but it's it's good man like i i played for like five hours last night i think i'm pretty close to the ending like it seems to be wrapping up um but it is i'm really 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 liking it is it a contender and, uh, 
for game of the year i think so yeah oof oof I, uh, it's only february that's exciting i, I mean, know i'm i'm just i'm just like pleasantly surprised i just went into the game kind of like in the right mindset i'm mm-hmm. just like not really knowing that much about it i feel like if i had watched some trailers and and stuff and got a sense of the story it wouldn't have like the same kind of impact mm-hmm. um and i guess i kind of ruined that for people <laughs> <laughs> but i i like it a lot and uh there was even a moment and it made me just giggle about Death Stranding because it was a moment where there's sort of this, they, they do sort of similar, um, I'm blanking on the, the first person horror game where you have to run away. Outlast. Outlast. Thank you. They, they have some outlast moments where you're kind of like sneaking around and trying to like hide from the big bad monster. Mm. And that always took place in the spirit world. And then, you know, I guess minor spoilers there. It happened in the real world and i was like oh man that i was like why did that happen and she like literally thought wait why is that happening i was like thank you (laughs) like i'm on the same page as you this is great nice um so it's i it's awesome like a glowing recommendation yeah i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying it and you know it's i i think i'm pretty i'm close to being done i'll probably finish by the time next week or whatever but it's on game pass man like i think uh I don't know. You're not really into, because the other thing with psychological thrillers that have kind of always like bugged me is that like, especially with like Evil Within, Silent Hill, like sometimes they just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Evil they Within ex- makes no sense. Yeah, they just don't. Ex- they just don't do a good job at explaining like the weird shit that's happening in, the, in their world. And this one certainly has a little bit of that, but they they're doing it's a much better job than like Evil Within. Where I remember playing Evil Within and being like, okay, I think this is what's happening, and then like, it's all a half dream. Hour later, be like, like, you have no yeah, idea. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I'm just completely lost. And I had to like, wiki- like read the Wikipedia article afterwards. I'm like, this is, I feel like they failed as writers. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's sweet. I, um, I want to play Blair Witch Project cause I'm, I'm just now kind of standing for this studio. Bloober. Great uh, name. Yeah. Did you play Blair Witch? No, I watched, or? uh, so for horror, I kind of like, uh, Patrick Klepik over at Waypoint. Um, and I read his review, but he was a big fan of the movies and he said like, yeah, it was like Blair Witch is his favorite movie, and that might have like he he had a high bar, and didn't really connect with the game, um, but from other stream I watched, it did seem kind of meandering. You're in the woods for a lot of it, like a lot of it, and it was it was kind of like middling reactions, I'd say, to Blair mm. Witch. Mm. Um, nice. But yeah, I don't one, know much else beyond those impressions. The one thing I will say, and I don't know if this is Xbox Series S problem, mm-hmm. is when, because of the two things I'm guessing, some of the loading of the assets in the game is delayed. So you'll pick up a note and it'll be blurry for a second or two. Mm-hmm. And then the, the and then it actually like pops up and you, you can hit a button to read it, similar to like Last of Us and stuff. But like... Mm-hmm. It's it's just, that happens like a few times where things are just blurry and then like kind of pop in a little bit. And I don't know if that's a Series S problem or and if that's fine on Series X, but that's really been the only like it's not even like a big complaint. Games are hard. Games um, are so hard. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I'm not. It, it hasn't like it's not like when I was playing um, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and like the lightsabers wouldn't be matching up in this huge epic battle. And I'm like, well, this just takes me out of the experience because it's just like the lightsabers are like five five feet apart and doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense. It's not really doing that, but it's really like the only kind of 
tricky thing. I'm just so happy, like with the camera. I'm just like, oh my god, like yes. Why don't why are they making more games like this? Like everything has. I love because Resident there's a 2. there's a design ethos right now, Steve. That players need all the options. They need they need to feel like a superhero. They need to they need to be all powerful by the end of their skill tree and everything. That like it just needs to be all player control. And I hate that. I hate the player. And I want you to. I want you to. I want you to champion the fixed camera, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Fuck my 2D game. I'm making a 3D. No, fixed you're camera. not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, I think you would like this, man, because I think there's like, it's also you know, I don't think it's very long. Like I played it for five or six hours last night, and then but and then before that, like an hour, and I, I feel like according to the achievements, I'm like maybe 60, 70 percent. So I feel like it's a eight eight nine hour game and just like kind of you know comes in you play does what tells you a story and then like bounces good i think as games that i do yeah i think i think you would i'd be interested to hear should i play with tori uh does tori like uh psychological yes scary-ish things yeah i think so okay good yeah I, i would uh yeah i would i'd be interested to see to hear your take as someone you know, because I there's certainly like personal experiences that are like having this this game is having a bigger effect on me mm-hmm. than if I had played it like five years ago, and that's not to like gatekeep or anything. I just mm-hmm. mean like the way I'm playing it is just like it's it's hitting certain emotions in my body where I'm just like, oh my god, fuck, why do I have to talk to my dead dad? Why can't I do that? Um, so I'd be interested to hear what you say because I think you actually would dig it because it also like you said. There's no skill tree. There's no combat. You're not like leveling up. There's not numbers that are popping up. It's, Good. It's, you're not. You don't have like shotgun for some reason or whatever. Like, there's. You don't there's know. You don't that. know how this game ends, Steve. <laughs> That's true. Imagine if it's just like Uncharted. Like it just just does Goes kind of like a one eighty. You're dual wielding shotguns, getting out of the, <laughs> the, the. Where are you? Like a ski lodge. Uh, it's like a. It's like a World War, like a post World War Two resort, like a resort. An abandoned resort for families after the war, sort of thing. Okay. Um, because it's like, it's. I think it takes place in like Poland or or something like that. Like, it's, okay. it's not a so. But, you know, um, Steve, I'll download it, and if I'm living on unemployment next week, I'll play this game. So yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. So what um, else did you play, Steve? Play a little bit of, um, Sea of Thieves. I haven't played that since like two years ago. Sea of Thieves is a contender for like my favorite meme to come out of a game in a while. You know that one where he's like, Captain! And they look and like the the other boat is coming up a rock and landing on them. And then the Pirates of the Caribbean theme comes in. He's like, da 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 And they're like, oh shit, oh shit, we have so much treasure. If people haven't seen that clip, uh, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to drop that in the show note because everyone should see yeah. that. Uh, but that um, that's my like... I like that because those people are into it. There's fun things happening. The, the two or three times I've played Sea of Thieves, nothing fun like that happened. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it's it's the game is like really beautiful on Series S too. Like I haven't played it in a long time. Oh, the water. Oh, the yeah, water. I'm Steve. like, I'm like, like, oh, this game looks really, really good and runs really well too. I don't know. I was just kind of taken aback, but the water mm-hmm. looks great. Like you, you better have like good looking water in in a in a pirate game. Place. Absolutely. Like ser- um, seriously, like contender for best video game water sea of thieves yeah so i think it is like it does it's like your quality experience your experience quality matt depends on like who you're playing with so like i was playing with a buddy of mine and like two randoms and those randoms happen to be good and it's just like fun piratey thing and i kind of enjoy this like living vicariously through other people because it's like this is how i felt with gta 5 and like some other games where it's just like i don't know anything and these 
the, my friends are like way farther and they know what they do and they have better gear and better stuff. Like GTA five. I, I only ever played with a friend who fucking bought V cards and mm. just had money in the game. So he had the flying car that he could shoot missiles. So it was great. That's pretty awesome. for anything. Um, and see if these was similar where my friend just like had played a long time. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a level five epic pirate. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but cool. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, so I'd, I'd fun. I just haven't played it in like forever. Like when I first played, it, I was like, eh, this is all right, I guess. But last night the experience was pretty good. So I might good. play more. I don't know. We'll see, but we'll I'm just see. enjoying the game pass a lot. So game pass is the best value in gaming right now. Fuck man, Game Pass. Final Fantasy VIII is on Game Pass too. It's kind of, I'm a little tempted to dive back into that, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, ah, uh, I might hate this game and it might just ruin my like memory of it. Yeah, that was me with Twilight Princess HD. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Whew. All right, Steve. That's another episode in the books. 178 Canadian Devs podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering all the Canadian game dev scenes, scenes. Oh my lord, I'm tired. We're recording pretty late my time, Steve. If you want to help mm. us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. Uh, link at the top of the show notes where backing us gets you early access to the show, a special channel on our discord game key giveaways. Once a month, we have a big list to go through from bundles and charity things we've acquired. And if you back us at the credited $5 tier or higher, we will put your name at the end of every episode. Like these lovely th- folks. Oh no, Steve, I need to have an app. Which at 10 p.m. is just going to bed. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's not an app. It's just going to bed. <laughs> so thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer. Check out thebotbook.com. Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacy H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback, good and bad. Uh, just scroll up a little bit, hit the star, hit the rate of review. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, Spotify doesn't have it. Google Play Music doesn't have it. So you can send us your feedback, contact at CanadianGinos.com. We're also on app, some other, we're on some things we didn't know we were on. So I don't know how you're listening to this. I assume it's Apple, Google, or Spotify, but if it's something else and they have a way to review, I probably won't be able to find it. So please send it to us anyway at contact at CanadianGinos.com. Yeah, we've been talking about how we find out how many people have listened to this podcast, and we're just like, how would we even know? Like, we didn't even know we were on this, and then I looked, and they had all our episodes. Yeah, or yeah. Most it's, of them, was just like, why does this site have all our episodes? The I'm magic of the RSS feed. Yeah, I guess. I, I think that's it. They just, like, these, like, generic ones just pull, they just want content, so they just mm-hmm. pull all these public RSS feeds, and they're like, here you go. Didn't so. someone complain to you that I didn't put a download link one week, and they like to download the podcast? Uh, yeah, that's come up a few times. Huh. Well, it's downloadable, so you could put yeah. it on your MP3 if you want. I'm uh, always amazed when people reach out. I don't know. I don't, cause we don't really get that much. I, we have some data on the podcast, but not a lot. And I'm, so I'm always just like, even when people find the site when through SEO, remember the one person who like was just like, Oh, I found the site cause people were coming to my website. Through it. <laughs> yeah. Through our studio list of the different provinces. <laughs> Which is like cool. Sick. I'm glad. That yeah. was the idea. <laughs> Steve, who's your pick for this week? You're, you're two for three. Uh, you brought your number up to a passing grade. Any games we're picking this week? Mm, okay, Toronto Raptors have been playing pretty hot. Getting however, a lot of free fries, but however. They're playing the 76ers tomorrow mm. and February 23rd. Mm. Um, which is that back-to-back? Oh, no, it's not back-to-back. There's a daybreak 
Uh, 76ers are really good, and Bede's basically MVP. I want to say they go 0 for 2 in those games. They, they lose both of the 76ers games. Okay, we're making two bets this week, so yeah. we'll know next week if you're still at a failing grade or not. Or still in a passing grade, sorry. You could dip. Um, that's Steve's shoe win of the week. <laughs> when you're right, 33% of the time. Well, Timmy, or Jimmy, when you're right, 40, 52% of the time, you're wrong 48% of the time. Okay, Jimmy, you're off the hook. Uh, love it. Love it. Anyway, come share Simpsons memes with us in the Discord, too. That's in the show notes. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs. Steve and I are in that bio, so just find us there. If you want to follow us at all, we're going to 7,000 pushing. Probably do it at the end of February. Maybe I could do a nice pretty post like the push for 6,000. Um, oh, do it. Yeah, that'd be fun. We should do that. So if you, if you somehow listen to this but don't follow us on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, don't go on Twitter. It's garbage. But if you are on Twitter. Oh, God, it's terrible. If you are on Twitter, follow us uh, at Canada Game Devs. Yeah, that's it from us. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Time will pass away. You can either spend it creating the life you want or spend it living the life you don't want. The choice is yours. Mm. Unknown. What's, what else has he done? Or she. Women can have stupid quotes, too.